And we're across the show floor again once more to join uh, Bernard, who is the CEO of Bcrypt. Um, now, Bernard, I bumped into Bcrypt a long time ago as a, as a laptop user in an enterprise environment, but your stand is covered with signs saying that you do mobile now. So for those who aren't familiar, can you just tell me a bit about Bcrypt and specifically what you do for mobile products? Okay, so... Um so we've traditionally had a focus on, on mobile devices. When we started the business, um, that really meant laptops. And uh, we come from a background of encrypting the entire uh, contents of a laptop, so full disk encryption. Um, as the uh, uh, diversity of mobile devices has increased over the last few years, um, the, the, the more mobile end of the spectrum has become more and more important for us. Obviously, the smaller and more mobile a device is, the higher the threat is, um, and we continue to focus on what's really a very uh, simple concept. If you lose the device, we need to be able to provide complete certainty around the protection of the data. Uh, so today we have a focus on tablets um, and uh, the handhelds, the smartphones, um, be that a Windows device or be that an Android device and, and the fundamental uh, cornerstone of that is again encrypting the entire contents including the operating system should it be lost um, the fact that these devices have um, a rich array of functionality um, means that you need to do more than that if you like higher up the stack so we need to be concerned about what applications can run on these devices uh, we need to be concerned about what can connect to these devices so that we can uh, protect against either data leakage or the introduction of malicious software. And actually, malware and the introduction of malicious software is a real theme that's coming out from this year's show. Uh, at Google and Android has had a lot of bad press recently uh, as you know, sort of a relatively low level of inspection for the Google Play marketplace uh, means that you can, you can put malicious software in there fairly easily. We talked earlier about how uh, fake copies of Instagram, the popular photo sharing app, uh, popped up within a few days of the official release. So what can Bcrypt do to protect specifically against malware? So um, the focus for Bcrypt um, has always been customers that um, have a, a fairly significant level of security consciousness and awareness. So our, our background has been very uh, uh, influenced by government customers and by the supply chain into government. Um, an important uh, aspect of security for, for those types of organizations is to reduce the attack surface. So uh, for many of the applications that we, that we service, actually it's talking about having a device that to start with controls where applications can be downloaded from uh, and uh, allows the integrity of those applications to be uh, 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 tested. So more of the enterprise app store um, uh, type model. Um, and in that environment, you've got a much uh, smaller attack surface than within the, uh, the, the broader consumer space, if you like. That's very important because the sophistication of malware is increasing over time. Um, so it, it's important to uh, basically control the ecosystem uh, in which the threats can emerge. And so, so practically, what would a user experience be uh, if they tried to download some, some piece of software that was identified as malicious when Bcrypt was deployed on, let's say, an Android tablet? So in, um, in the uh, typical scenario, what, what we're about is providing a transparent user experience. So th this, um, for us, is not um, a, a, the BYO uh, a D scenario is, is not the typical focus for us. What we're more involved with is supporting uh, a, a, an ecosystem, uh, an enterprise environment 
that the security administrator would be in control of authorised applications and content for the endpoint. Um, and that's uh, supported through our management infrastructure that then means that the user experience is quite uh, transparent. And you mentioned uh, confidence and the background that you come from. One of the things that we've struggled with uh, in, our, in our conversations across this week and in previous discussions about security has been about knowing who to trust in, in this regard because uh, this, this mobile security space is still quite immature. There are a lot of big names playing, but users and specifically enterprise customers are having to choose who can they really rely upon in terms of not just what are the features but how are those features implemented and are they done in a trustworthy reliable way um, I, behind us there's a stand well there's a there's a display from bcrypt plastered with letters and acronyms of, of, of certifications you guys have is that kind of a key part in providing that that confidence for you absolutely um, you know for, for, for us um, there has to be a third party um, that's responsible for underwriting the assurance of the of the security. So uh, uh, validating that the implementation of the security is such that it can actually meet the security targets of the product. Um, you know, we, we have a, a significant experience of going through government certifications to protect right up to secret data uh, within government. But interestingly, what's happened over the last couple of years is that the certifications that government are using um, within the UK and the US, are the processes are having to become a lot more agile uh, so that they can keep pace with the, with the evolution of technology. And so actually there's now an overlap. Um, the same products that we develop for the government space uh, are available for corporate space um, in the way that you know, you've had certifications like FIPS that cross boundaries between government and non-government but are very crypto related. Today there are beginning to appear certifications such as the new commercial product assurance scheme from CSG which looks at the whole product and its implementation. It looks at the um, integrity of the organization as well, looks at your build systems um, and, and your, your network infrastructure. Uh, so very much applicable now uh, outside of government. And just for those who don't know, CSG is the part of uh, GCHQ that assures and inspects software and, and information does information assurance for the government. So these guys know their stuff, don't they? Absolutely. Sorry, uh, throwing acronyms at you. No, it's, it, the nice thing about InfoSec is there's enough acronyms for everybody to have their own one. So one of the thing, one of the other things that's come out from talking to other vendors has been the idea about giving up on securing the lowest level at network and device and just securing at the data level to give sort of flexibility and, and oftentimes, you know, to support BYOD, although I appreciate that's not a, a strong focus for Bcrypt. Why do you guys uh, why do you guys go sort of low level and whole device? Our belief is um, that you, you, you need to build uh, a platform of trust from the ground up. Um, and many of the organizations that uh, we're working with are very interested in looking at a defense in depth strategy. So that's not assuming that you can uh, achieve sensible defense by layering a lot of insecure products, but if you actually get the security right from the ground up, uh, leveraging support functionality from the hardware, for example, um, then there's uh, value in doing that and you can provide a valuable component of that defense in depth stack. It's noticeable that when you were talking about platforms that you supported, you mentioned Android, you mentioned Windows. Um, where, 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 does, where does iOS sit in this? It's hugely popular, particularly from tablets. I mean, it, it, iOS, 
the iPad is the tablet market as far as many people are concerned. But is it appropriate to deploy in an enterprise environment with the limitations that it imposes on, on how you can control the device? Um, it, it, it depends on the environment and it depends on the risk appetite of the organization that's making the deployment. I mean, there are some advantages. We talked just now about ecosystem and, and there's very different characteristics about the, uh, the, the iOS ecosystem. Uh, and some advantages to that. Uh, but for, for organizations such as ourselves that are doing that from the ground up security, obviously that opportunity doesn't exist for us on, on the closed uh, platforms uh, of the iOS de devices. I wouldn't claim that that makes the devices unsuitable for use within the enterprise. I, I would say it, it means looking at the risk appetite of the organization and just weighing up the pros and cons of what security at the application level can buy you on those platforms versus what you can gain from other platforms where you've got the full uh, security stack. And that mention of the term risk appetite, again, for those who aren't sort of familiar with that, many organizations think that they can just eliminate risk. They can make their device secure, and it's a simple switch that you flick. But actually, risk appetite is a more mature view of that, isn't it? It's about understanding that you can't reduce risk completely. So you, you determine a level that you're prepared to tolerate. And so here you're saying, look at your risk appetite, and then that will help you choose your platform. So start the process with risk appetite. Absolutely. Uh, risk appetite has to be central in our view to, uh, to the design of any security system. It's about understanding the value of the assets that you're uh, looking to protect. It's about understanding the impact to the business should those assets be compromised and ensuring that you've got the uh, level of investment in protecting that system at the right uh, pitch. It, it seems simple when you put it that way, but so many people jump in straight with technical solutions uh, attempting to sort of eliminate everything in a particular area. Well, Bernard, thank you so much for your time. If, if people want to find out more about Bcrypt, the company, and, and the range of products, where can they go? Well, our website is www.bcrypt.com. It's the old favourite question at the end of the interview. Thank you very much for your time. And um, particularly, uh, you're saying these products would be really relevant to uh, enterprise customers and government customers as well. So I thoroughly recommend you check it out if you come from those sectors. 